this Premier League review and Champions League Futures edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use the promo promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sports. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. You customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Sunday, the 3rd of September. Uh, we are here to have a little sniff around the weekend of Premier League action, um, and then we're going to have a look at the Champions League. The draw was made last week, so we'll have a look at the group bet in the outright, some specials, uh, thing like that. Joining me is Mr Barry Penaluna. Baz, we were having a little wander around the kitchen there when we joined. What's going on? I was pouring myself a drink, Malcolm. I realised oh, yeah. I had a drink, um, and it's roasting in here, so I thought I'd have a nice gin and tonic. So, oh, nice. Uh, I'm just re- reaching up onto the drink shelf here and... Grab a bottle of gin, a little bit of tonic out the fridge, and uh, yeah, I'm good to go now. Let's crack on. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the IT department was into the gin and tonic earlier on, but I haven't bothered. Um, just tried uh, Slick Rick's saying hello in the chat. I've just tried to comment, and I can't comment in the chat. This was happening the other night on the MLB show. I don't know why. I can't imagine you'd be able to do it either, but it comes up with a little error message. So I'm not ignoring you, Rick, and I'm not ignoring anybody else who uh, sticks something in the comments, but... Um, we're going to have to work that out, Baz, because, like I say, MLB show on Friday night or whatever. Um, yeah, well, Barry... In message. Um, I, anyone who uh, followed my picks this weekend could have made an absolute fortune by fading them all. Um, what a shit show, Baz. One out of ten. One out of ten. <laughs> I mean, I've sat here windmilling me cock around for the last three weeks. So I think this evening I'll replace it into my pants and maybe just tuck it between my legs... I need the international break, Baz. That's what they'd say. I need the, it's good. It's coming a good time for me. The international break, you know. I get back on the training field, reset, spend some time with my family, have a bowl of pasta, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, wow, what a mess. Yeah, I mean, I, I messaged you this afternoon, didn't I? I? Said your picks were fucking stinking this week. Like as I if mean, as if I was unaware of that fact yeah, as well, Baz. Like I was just sitting there blithely thinking I'd won a million pounds till you pointed that out. I mean. We we have had a really strong start. Uh, we had three really solid weeks, profitable each week, and, and this week's been much more of a challenge. I've I've got by, but only just um, and, and only by virtue of Forest coming up good, which was a bonus pick I put up with Forest to to beat Chelsea at seven to one. Because I, I started off well again. Friday night, Baz was in in action. I, got, I had a winner there. Both teams to score. Got got in late. Uh, that that set you off on the wrong foot, but. Um, it was a tough week, like. But as you as you say, 
Um, yeah, anyone that joined us last week for the first time, uh, we're usually better than this. We have been better <laughs> than this. Uh, this week was was stinking. But it was a hard week. Uh, and from my point of view, as I say, I've, I've got the both teams to score West Ham. Palace game, I took Palace. Um, I went for a lot of underdogs. I played it. It was one of them where I tried to go a bit rogue this week. And I went with the likes of Burnley, Villa, Man United. Uh, all let me down. The only one that did come in was Forest, which worked. And as I say, it saved my bacon a little bit. Um Bournemouth, I felt a little bit unlucky. Took them as a good price on the dog. They were two one up late on, and, and yeah, that yeah. fell apart. So I got a push there, pushing the Man City game. I think I got another one. Oh, I nearly pushed the Man United. I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna nick the Man United. That would have actually be, finished the weekend off nicely, and then that goal was disallowed. But um, uh, Forest saved my bacon. But I felt like I did go a bit. Rogue, I thought there would be more shocks this weekend than there was. And the games where I sort of played it safe and just stuck to my guns a little bit, West Ham and Palace were the ones that came off for me. So, yeah, back to the drawing board a little bit. Um, and, yeah, as you say, got a bit of a break from Premier League now. So, not bad timing. Yeah, well, I, obviously I had a little look this afternoon, just really the, looked at the anatomy of uh, this disaster for me. I mean, it was a combination of bad reads and bad luck. I think in the few good weeks we've had, you kind of read five or six games well, and then you get the late goal. You get the third goal when you're on the over two and a half. You get the late goal on both teams to score and shit like that. This week was just the complete opposite. I mean, it started, in a nutshell, this will kind of tell you how the whole weekend went. It started with a 92nd-minute goal on Friday night when I had the under two and a half. Um, Luton scored, a totally meaningless goal. And it finished in the Sunday Tietai game with a 95th-minute goal, costing me... Because that game was finishing 1-1. I know it finished 3-1, but that 95th-minute goal cost me the under two and a half again when I was just... I was just making my notes here, and part of my notes here, Baz, you're only as good as your last pick. That was going to be me angling, because <laughs> I'd won the last one. So, listen, you're only as good as your last pick. And then, just as I was writing that out, fucking Rice sticks that in the bottom corner. Um, so that line had to get a... had to get scribbled out. Um... And I think goals-wise, you see, I went a load of under two and a half. I thought they were good value. The Luton West Ham game, and I was right on that one. However, there was three goals. But Brentford Bournemouth, I was wrong. Um, the Man United Arsenal today, I was kind of right because there was only two shots on target in the first half. How that should, that was nil-nil at half time, and all of a sudden it's one-one at half time. Um, but I was just wrong because there was nine and a half. Uh, sorry, nine games out the ten bars went over two and a half. And seven of those went over three and a half. Um, so maybe the there might be a... was the was one I put in my hacker because my, my accumulator was all four three pm games on Saturday to go over. Um and obviously the Chelsea game was the one that let me down, the only game of the weekend not to go two and a half. Uh, all the rest came in fairly comfortably. So that was a bit yeah. of a blow for me as well. Yeah, I even just knew the Saturday three o'clock, so quite Sat out for these. We said I was the Saturday three o'clock expert. Burnley go go about four minutes. I thought, yeah, we go. And then within half an hour, I messaged you by half past three saying I'm in trouble here because like Chelsea weren't doing it. There've been goals in Bournemouth with Brentford. Tottenham were winning. Um, Fulham had scored. I had Man City went to nil. So I, everything was gone. Like I had nothing left by three thirty. So it was one of those weekends where you just I couldn't pick me nose. Like. Uh, it was absolutely horrendous. I mean, I smashed the daylights out of that Everton-Sheffield United game, though, Baz. Uh, I mean, oh, unbelievable pick that. Um, so, yeah, there we go. But is what it is. And 
Um, he actually me goal scoring. Everything was nowhere near. Um, we've picked out sort of five or six of the matches and teams that it's worth talking about. Um, it's a bit of a post-mortem on a, on a Sunday night. And then we'll we'll have a look at, say, like the Champions League. Um, I'll tell you about our uh, happy, happy sponsors first. DraftKings first up. Uh, seven months without an NFL game, Buzz. This time next week, we'll be right in the thick of the action, Buzz. Uh, Red Zone will be on my telly. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving us and you the can't miss offer for week one. Uh, which is new customers get $200. I read that out on the MLB shows, $200,000 in bonus bets, uh, which is far too much. I'll bank up them. Um, when you bet five bucks on the NFL game, uh, DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. Um, you get two new offers every single game day this September. So just uh, just check the app, see what you get. I think the uh, lines are going to turn the Chiefs over. Would be my pick. Download now. Use the code SGP to sign up. New customers take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Uh, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time, we're back again. Uh, buying tickets is a bit of a pain in the arse. Newcastle fans are all arguing about tickets all weekend again for the millionth time this season. Um doesn't need to be this stressful. Game time help you out. The fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Um, so if you have a look through the Game Time app, even things like playoff games and stuff that are really hard to get tickets for. Uh, flash deals. I know a lot of the um, the network people uh, have used Game Time and really enjoyed it. So you can forget planning months in advance. You've got deals on tickets right up to the day of the game. Get images of the seats before you buy. And the game time guarantee means you get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, so snag the tickets without the stress. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. So, Baz, I was understandably at a bit of a low ebb at the weekends because uh, I couldn't pick any winners and Newcastle got beat. And then, Baz, just, you know, to cheer you up, Man United got beat later on in quite humorous fashion as well. Um, so I think that's a good place to start because it was the game of the weekend. Um, it was a bit of a weird game, really. Arsenal didn't really click and sort of sat up a bit. Man, you were entirely passive in the first half. In fact, they were terrible in the first half. Um, and then they wandered up out of absolutely nothing. Kai Havertz, is no, I have no idea what he's doing. He missed a sitter and then he put Rashford through for the goal. Um, and then it did look like at 1-1, one, one, um, Man United, it almost looked like... Now, I don't know how much of this was by design, Baz. You might be able to help me out here. That the plan had worked, like Liverpool's second half plan last week, which was to frustrate Newcastle, get the get it the last 20 minutes and then go for it. And that's what Man United did. Um, and then between sort of 70 and 85 minutes, there was only going to be one winner. You could feel them coming into the game. You could hear the Man United fans. You could literally feel the belief coming through the telly. Like they were, and then they did it and then they got the goal. They got the breakaway. They got the goal. And he's offside by a fanny's hair, which is he offside? I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what any of the rules are. This <laughs> offside, handball or a penalty. 
because we're, we'll talk about the maybe's all in a minute, but actually, yeah. we'll stick to the one, one thing at a time because I'll meander off and you'll not get me back. Um, and man, you were 2 1 up, they've won the game, and then it's offside, and then it's 2 1 to Arsenal, and then it's 3 1 to Arsenal. Um, so it was slightly bonkers, it was probably a fair result in hindsight. Arsenal probably should have won the game. However, it twisted and turned like a twisty turn, you think. Ten Hag had a bit of a whinge about the decisions. Um, I just didn't know what to make of it, like Buzz. And I still, I've got no idea what to make of Man United at all. Yeah, I mean, obviously I took Man United, I took them drawn over bets. I thought I, even when they got an actual goal, um, got ruled out, I thought I was okay. That that offside, it flashed up for a second, the lines, but as you, it was so tight, like, and you just, it is what it is, isn't it? It was off, so deal with it. But um, yeah, same as you, Man United. I don't know what what you're making them at the moment. Uh, I backed them today because I thought the price was a bit big, and because Arsenal haven't blown me away so far. Um, yeah. And I still think the same, really. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we haven't learned much from that game today, have we? It was a good game. It was a really good game. It was a fun watch. I mean, while we're talking about decisions, and we'll go by them one by one, as you say. So we'll stick with the other one in this one. That penalty overturned was daft. The funny thing was, Baz, it wasn't a penalty, right? It shouldn't be a penalty. It was exactly the same as Rashford last week. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And Rashford stands, and this one, I just because I don't think it was a penalty. I think he's dived, but once it's given. They never send the referee to look at those. Never. And I couldn't believe when they sent him, and then I couldn't believe when he overruled it and, and turned it down. Because last week, they didn't do that. And that's the problem, isn't it? Like, it was a soft penalty. But once it's given, there's no way on earth that was going to be overruled. And then it was overruled. So I thought that was a bit of a bit of a garbage. But we sat and argued, like, two-year-olds last week that, that Rashford's was a penalty last week. Um, you see, I thought that was a penalty today, but... But 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 putting aside whether it's a penalty or not a penalty, yeah, true. One, one of them was reviewed last week and one of them wasn't. And for me, they were both the same. What made me laugh was like you just said it was the same. It was exactly the same incident, wasn't it? Player goes past him on the left hand side, and where Rashford sort of brushed his thigh. And in this, because initially you're looking at the two feet together, but it wasn't. It was when his foot come up and he clipped his calf, and that's enough yeah. to send him over. Like having um, clipped. He clipped his calf. I have it. I've yeah. instigated it, but, um, but it, yeah, it was just it was just daft how they review one and they don't review the other. As I say, you can argue all day over. That's what it's I mean. Penalty, yeah, but but it's the fact that one week they'll send him to the screen and the other week they won't. And you know, once they send him to the screen, you know what the outcome is, don't you? It's it's going to get over. Because we've had an example of everything. I mean, we can talk about the, the bring it all up as we go up. Because we had that, we've had it's, an offside. We've had one example of everything. An offside. A handball, yes. The ha- a handball, Ward Prowse was ridiculous. Because every week, if your arm's up here, they deem that to be unnatural. His arm's up above his shoulder. It hits his arm. Nobody in the world wants to see them giving us penalties, but they are giving us penalties. Every yeah. single week, it's given us a penalty. And in the 95th minute, they bottled it. And if I think if that handball had occurred in the 60th minute, Luton would have got a penalty. But because it was 2-1 and it's 95th minute and there's so much riding on it, they don't give it. They completely bottled it. It was a penalty. And any other game, that's given as a penalty. And at any other time in that game, it would probably be given as a penalty. I reckon they absolutely bottled that one. It was shocking. And then the other daft one of the week, which probably didn't make an awful lot of difference, but did it, was the Manchester City one. Where yeah. Nathan Atty heads it through the legs of the bloke of uh, Akanji, I think, in it. And it yeah. goes in and... 
what how what what talk me through that buzz? I mean it's just offside, isn't it? It's yes, always it offside. just offside. Yeah. Um even Haaland came out afterwards and said they're right to be angry about that. Um because it was offside all day long. I've got no idea why it wasn't called offside. And it just has to be. He literally jumps over the ball. You cannot say he doesn't interfere with play. It's impossible. Yeah. If if that's a goal and it's not offside, then we might as well change the interpretation and just say, if you don't touch the ball, you're not offside. Simple as that. Because that's what it is now, isn't it? Because yeah. it happens today in the Liverpool game. Shabaslai's goal, Salah's offside, and he runs across the eye line of the keeper. And as soon as it, you know, said, oh, they might look at this for offside. And I thought, well, they can't give it as offside. After yesterday... After yesterday, no, I don't imagine, yeah. There's not a chance they could then say... Because, Yesterday's was definitely worse than Salah. Salah's would be there's, there's questionable as to whether how much he interfered. But as soon as they said, "Well, look," I thought, "Well, we can't give it offside because they set a stall out yesterday." Um, and if they'd overruled the Sobislai one, that would have been absolutely ridiculous. But it was similar. And and then, oh God, Malcolm, we we go back to the Joe Hart one, oh, check to um <laughs> from years ago. It always sticks in our mind. Uh, Man City <laughs> getting getting lucky with the one ruled out at St James's Park. But now, I just think we've seen it last season with the Rashford goal against Man City. We've seen it this weekend where Man City were the beneficiaries. And I just think you might as well just turn around now and say, if you don't touch the ball, you can't be offside. Crack on. Because it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, we put Mike Dean on the tip list last week, uh, which is fair enough. What I don't get back, there's a, the, the obsession with Mike Dean at the minute. So he's now got a, he's got a little desk on soccer Saturday. So he sits on the end. So yesterday, I was watching it. The City goal. Um, come across to Mike Dean. Yeah, that'll definitely be disallowed. All right, okay, it's a goal. So he, and the point of him being in there is he's telling you what's going on in the broom cupboard up the road where they're all sitting watching the telly. He's the, he's the in. He's the big... Yeah, def, right. What's happening here is Terry will say it to John. Well, he's miles offside, Terry. Disallow it. Oh, thanks for that insight. Oh, hang on, they've given it, right? So today, yeah. Mike Dean's sitting in the fucking stadium next to Gary Neville, again, no idea what he's there. Uh, is that a penalty? Well, yeah, definitely it's a penalty because what's happened? Terry will say to John, is he fa- is it enough to overturn that, John? No, um, okay, it's a penalty. Oh, hang on, they've overturned it. Like, it's just demonstrating yeah, the fact that they're that just making nothing. it up. It's just yeah, another it's bloke's opinion. That's what they've added. VAR is, it should be called A-B-O, another bloke's opinion. Because that's what it is. So you, the, the referee's had his opinion. Oh, we'll get another bloke's opinion. And it could, they should pull the name out of a hat and phone them up. You, you should it'd be like, who wants to be a millionaire, Baz? You could sit in the house with a phone, and they'll phone you up. Is that a penalty? And you say, no. And that's it. And that's what it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. So this obsession with Mike Dean, he just appears to be demonstrating the fact that they're making it up. Because I only watched him comment on two today, uh, this weekend. And it was complete bollocks, all of it. So there you go. Another observation from today's game, Malcolm. Um, yes. Don't know what to make of Man United. What do you make about Man United finishing the game with Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans? <laughs> Put me right in the mood. Evans. Put me in the mood for Euro 2018, Baz. I was absolutely buzzing. Put me Johnny right Evans. in the mood. I mean, the Johnny Evans, they brought him back in the summer <laughs> for one month. They literally brought him back to fill in the numbers for a couple of friendlies. And now he's playing against Arsenal in the Premier League <laughs> four days down the line. Um, Varane injured, Martinez injured, Lindelof went off. Um, I, that gave me a bit of a chuckle. Like, I thought it was like 2010 all over again. Johnny Evans playing at the back for Man United. Um, yeah, it was preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. Um, 
I, I don't know if you can comment that, can't pass, so you're going to have to be in charge of the commenting because I've just tried to... Uh, uh, I did it through my phone, Malcolm. I can't do uh, it through my phone. Okay, interesting. So anyway, uh, Josh is here. Hello, Josh. Uh, anyone else in the chat wants to say hello? Say hello. Um, Liverpool Villa... Um, Another bit of a head-scratcher. This is a good win for Liverpool, really good win for Liverpool. And in a way, kind of puts a form line through various other teams. Um, it was a surprise clean sheet for Liverpool because I didn't think they were capable, um, especially Villa had been scoring loads of goals. Um, but those, it's just those forward players. Plus those Liverpool have got four or five like top-class forward players. Um, and they're going to cause, they're going to feast every week. Liverpool will go, and they will concede some, but I mean, the Villa fans have got to be disappointed with that today. Like the way they've taught themselves up the 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 week one battering at Newcastle was a bit of a weird one. Um and then they've gone and done it again today. Played that stupid weird high line where every time someone just threads the ball through behind you, screwed. Like um Villa for me need to put a marker down against the top team because every time they come up against someone half decent to get battered. The only time they haven't is when they beat us at their place last year. But at the back end of last season, they went to Old Trafford, didn't they? And they were playing really well. We thought, here we go. And they got beat one or two now. I think one now, probably Manny winning 1-0 every week at home, weren't they? The Arsenal beat them 4-2 when they were winning. Um, they just never, they haven't got near one of these teams and they need to make a bit of a step up. Like, because um, I don't really know what's going on with there. But yeah, Liverpool and the, the good players, uh, like Liverpool goals, I think Baz is going to be something to keep an eye on, as obvious as it sounds. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, Darwin Nunes didn't take his chances this week. I said last week, didn't he, when he took them too. Any other week, he'd have put them wide or he'd have hit the post. And sure <laughs> enough, first off, he hits the post, he hits the ball. Uh, but last week against us, he slotted them both in the bottom corner. Uh, how's your look? Um, he hit the woodwork more than any other player last season, I think, Buzz. I mean, the yeah. clues are there. Like, it's absolutely cool. He got two assists, though. Bob was delighted. Bob came running through to tell me he'd got two assists. Uh, just to muck up my fantasy team again. Uh, Tottenham looking really, really good. 5-2 winners at Burnley. Uh, I got cute and took Burnley. Expected Tottenham to be inconsistent, which they still might be. But at the minute, they're rolling because uh, James Madison is absolutely running the show. Um, Tottenham are the one team, Baz, coming into this international break. I might have to reassess uh, on the other side because, all right, it was Burnley and... Um, I'm still not totally convinced. However, the, we've seen it at Newcastle recently, the amount of, uh, a little bit of momentum. Momentum is a real thing, Baz, and it can take you a long way. And just a little bit of freedom, a little bit of momentum, um, a little bit of joie de vivre about what they're doing and, and Tottenham could be dangerous. Like, Yeah, I mean, I've wrote down a, a few sort of winners and losers from the four-week spell and, and teams who I'm definitely higher on now than I would have been at the start of the season and teams who have... Gone low. Spurs are definitely one of them, unbeaten, um, three wins, one draw. I mean, the last two wins coming against Bournemouth and Burnley, so the, you know fixtures have been all right for them. But they had a good win against Man United um, and Brentford. Obviously, the draw at the beginning. Burnley, they, they're definitely one of the losers for me because we thought they'd do all right. Conceded eleven in three games, and they've not even had to play away from home yet. Three home games yeah. um, for Burnley. Um, I mean, they've had. Difficult games as well, having the Burnley, they played Man City on day one, Spurs here and Villa. So it has been a tricky three games to start off with for them. Um, but they're, again, like you say, momentum, they, they've got all of the wrong kind of momentum at the moment. Um, I, I mean, I'll go through the teams who I think have, have, have looked good, unless you want to cover some more games yeah. Well, um, yeah, well I've, I've got two more to cover here, Baz, and we, yeah, we'll, we'll make cover them in two, we'll... points anyway, yeah. 
Uh, Chelsea Forest, which is a great win for Forest. Um, I got this completely wrong. I had Chelsea on the handicap, but I think I just put too much faith in Chelsea after that Luton, uh, the Luton Town win because they had they played okay against Liverpool. They played okay against West Ham, and it's still only won one game. But they're very much a work in progress with no striker, and and it's and we're not not just talking about Chelsea in that game at all. It's neat to talk about Forest because I still don't know what's going on. The transfer policy is insane. They signed another thirteen players this week, but. Uh, so from getting promoted last year, that's now 41 players they've signed. Uh, 41 footballers? What are you meant to do with? And that's on top of the, They must have had 25 to start with. They didn't start with none. That's fucking... I mean, that's... You couldn't get them all on one bus. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but they look like they're going to be fun, Forrest. They look like they're going to be a lot of fun. They've had a 3-2 away at Man United. They've had a home draw. They've gone to Chelsea and won. Like, Forrest, and I'm was quite high on them at the start. I had them quite a long way up my table. I had them to, a lot of my match bets involved Forest finishing above teams. Um, and it looks like they're going to be all right because they've brought in some good players as well. So Chelsea and or Forest bars, they made your list. Yeah, they're both on the list. Forest are one of the winners from the first four weeks and Chelsea one of the losers. So, I mean, I took Forest. You know, a lot of that was down to the price. But uh, I did say in my sort of analysis, I just thought people were over overestimating Chelsea a bit after a win against Luton Town. Um, and, and here we are, sort of four weeks in. After that game, there was just a lot of... Everyone was high on Chelsea. Everyone wanted to bring them in for fantasy football. Everyone suddenly thought, this is yeah. it, Chelsea are back. But we're sitting here with four games in, on four points, and the only game they've won is Luton Town. Um, so, yeah, I think Chelsea will be disappointed given what they've done in the summer in terms of transfer with business and stuff. I think they'll be disappointed with where they're sat here, having played Luton, West Ham um, and Forest. They've played three games at home as well and, and to be on four points, they'll, they'll definitely be disappointed. But Forest, I think, are definitely one of the, the plus points. First four games, they've got six points, but they've played Man United, Chelsea and Arsenal away from home already. So it's three. Yeah. Big games away from home, already out of the way. Um, unlucky not to get some against Man United. Um, pushed Arsenal really close. They beat Chelsea. And as you know, we, they beat... Who was their other game? Sheffield United, United maybe, wasn't it? Um, but given the fixtures, three hard away games there. And they've, they've come away at this point with six points. Definitely a big plus for them. Uh, but yeah, I'd made a note as well about the amount of transfer business. Uh, absolutely crazy. Yeah, totally not really wild. Um, okay, underdog fantasy, Baz um, has a way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. The fantasy pick'em game, if you pick between two to five players, select if they'll go higher or lower on one of their player props. Um, and then you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. Fantasy game, but you can win real money. Um, watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, which is underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with a promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And finally, the SGP Patreon is still going strong, and it would be great if you could sign up for it to help us out here at the network. Uh, you get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contests. And that's got a $1,000 first place prize. The weekly Patreon pickings on there. Uh, the college football bankroll challenge. You can win a load of money, but you can double that money 
uh, if you've signed up to the Patreon. So all of this shenanigans is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Um, uh, and finally, Bart, I think worth checking in on Brighton 3, Newcastle nil. Again, to checking on both teams, really. Brighton, again, I don't think it changes anything, really. Uh, they'll beat teams at all. They were good. I looked at the lineup and I thought, look, they're beatable. I was, I didn't fancy us all week, but I do think that was a that was the support I talk, and that was a product of the result from last week. And I looked at their lineup, and it's a load of average. Lewis Dunk's not going to frighten me. In uh, there's a lot of players in there. I thought, no. And then they were all right, but they didn't have to be brilliant because Newcastle were poor. Like oh, that was really disappointing for Newcastle. Newcastle don't throw many of those games in where the lack of running and lack of energy isn't there. That's Newcastle's trademark. Um, And even if we get beat, it's not because those things weren't present. But on Saturday, those things weren't present. I wasn't sure whether it was the plan to try and keep it nil-nil maybe for an hour, which we should have done. That's the thing. If Nick Pope doesn't make that mistake, he'd still be in the game. Um, But yeah, uh, disappointing for Newcastle. Again, I think the break has come at a good time. Um, get the, a couple of Hall and Livermento players maybe up to speed because we didn't have many options at the weekend. Um, and yeah, Brighton, it doesn't change, but they are exactly what we thought they were going to be. They're going to win two, draw one and lose one and rack up some goals. And Evan Ferguson looks like a right goal, good player, Bas. Yeah, someone said to me yesterday in a group, I mean, looks like the closest thing we've seen to a young Alan Shearer, uh, whether that proves to be yeah, yeah. on the top of this stage, but he does look great. I mean, I agree with you. I think last week's result disappointed more because of the situation. Um, this week, the performance was worse. That, that The performance yeah. was by far worse than, than the Liverpool game. We were never in it. We got everything we deserved out of the game. Um, and we did just look lacklustre, slow, tired. And that's a concern four games into the season that we did look sort of out of energy, which is normally one of our strong points. Um Really disappointing. Um, I thought Gordon was on fire last week against Liverpool. Looked really good. Pretty ineffective yesterday. Um, but wasn't the only one. It's hard to pinpoint anybody um, who had a particularly good game. Botman is a massive miss for us. We looked all over the place at times in defence. Um, Botman makes a big difference when he's yeah, not there. Yeah, he was a big miss. And that, Again, some of that sort of come from discussions with mates after the game. Just like to see us have a bit of a different plan when things aren't working because it's just that 4-3-3 every week regardless and if someone drops out somebody else just fits in to the same shape same system every every game and it's just I don't know we don't seem to do much to try and change it when it doesn't work I, I, I'm reluctant to, to be too critical of how because some people have gone totally overboard yeah. with their criticism as I mentioned last week We've had a hard run of games, probably the hardest run of games of anybody. Um, and we're one point worse off now than we were from the same four fixtures last year. Um, we'll, we'll pick up. It's it's not an absolute disaster, but yesterday was a hugely disappointing one because we've lost games like that, haven't played well. But yesterday we lost having barely laid a glove on, on them at all. Like, Yeah, a couple of weeks break and... Um, a bit more training for Tenali and live them up again. And like you say, we, we tried that three at the back um, in in America. So teams that are going to make adjustments to what we did last season, and we have to be sort of punching, counter-punching at the minute. There was no counter-punch there. But see, last, last season, we won one of our first seven. Um, 
this season we've started in a similar vein. So it's absolutely nothing to worry about in a game when you think of the alternatives like uh, to where we were a couple of years ago. Um, so that brings us on, kind of, Baz, to the Champions League. Uh, the draw was made last Thursday afternoon. It was very exciting. Uh, all the Newcastle fans were jumping up and down. Um, the Newcastle, I'll start with Newcastle, just from a fan's point of view, really, Baz, the group we got, um, Newcastle came out with PSG, um, Borussia Dortmund and AC Milan, which was just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I know we both mentioned that there seemed to be other supporters on Twitter going, ha ha, RIP Newcastle. And totally missing the fucking point. Like, we don't care. Are you mad? Like, what, I want to go and watch Newcastle play PSG Dortmund in Milan. I couldn't give a I shit what the score is like. You people like, like what do they, what you, do they think's going to happen? I, I don't know if they thought Newcastle... Bad. I don't know if they thought Newcastle fans were going into this thinking we're going to win the Champions League. Uh, we haven't waited 20 years to get back in the Champions League to face Shakhtar Donetsk and Partizan Belgrade. or well, Even that would have been fine as well. But, yeah, <laughs> like... it doesn't be, but, but to face the big teams, big names, absolute giants in the game. Um, you know, I understand why teams like Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, um, not Chelsea, they're not in it. Uh, neither are Liverpool. Um <laughs> But those other teams, you, you you go in it thinking they can win it and and want their easy draws and stuff like that. Newcastle fans to be welcoming Dortmund and PSG and Milan and and getting those trips to the San Siro, um, it's, it's, it's great. And and the other thing, Malcolm, is I think it's a fantastic draw. Really excited for it to get started. These are three footballing giants in terms of reputation, but not necessarily in terms of the quality, Malcolm. There's nothing. Dortmund can drop games against anybody. AC Milan on anywhere near the, you know, the the, the winnable game at home. We can give well, all three of them. A who game knows game. best, Baz? Out of everyone in our list, who knows best? The bookies. Newcastle are nine to four second favourites. Yeah. AC Milan are five to one third favourites, and Dortmund are eleven to two. So we are three times as likely to win that group than Milan or Dortmund. Um, I mean, again, it's 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 purely name recognition. Like it was baffling. I sat on the sofa with the two kids and when it became quite apparent there was only three groups we could go in um, and Dortmund, Milan and PSG were in that group. We kind of just started laughing I'm just, that you guys are definitely going in that group. And when they come in, like they were bouncing around the sofa. Them too. This is two years ago when I couldn't get Bob off his Xbox to come and watch Newcastle lose at home to someone dog shit with Jeff Hendrick trying to thread through balls out to Chris Wood. Like they were bouncing around, he's laughing his head off to say that Killian Mbappe is someone who we only he tries to pack him on Xbox, whatever that means. He's coming up here a mile up the road, Baz. You can see it out of his bedroom window. Killian Mbappe is going to have Dan Byrne chasing him around in three weeks' time. <laughs> like, what's not to love about that? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Brilliant. No, that's great. But look, Paris Saint Germain have won one of their first three games in League One. Um, Dortmund have won one of their first three games, you know, so they. These these aren't invincible teams. We could finish bottom of that group. We could finish second and qualify in that group. And it, either way, it doesn't bother me. I would love us to finish at least third to at least carry on in Europe in terms of Europa or something. But it doesn't matter. Either way, we've got six massive games against six massive clubs. Um, that's what it's all about. We've waited 20 years for it, man. I very much enjoyed your pronunciation of League Un. Baz. League that was good. Un. 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 Yeah. Un. It needs to be a little bit more... Uh... What's the worst? A little bit more nuanced, Baz, in your own. Yeah. Said, uh, 
Um, so we'll start with the outrights. I've made some picks here, Baz. I haven't made any outright picks, though. Well, I have. I've made one of the specials, Morgan. Outrights. I'll run you through the prices anyway. Man City are 2 to 1 faves. Munich are 11 to 2 plus 550. Real Madrid 8 to 1. Arsenal 10s. Barcelona 14s. PSG 16s. Man United 20. Newcastle 25. Natalie 25. Inter 25. Atletico 25. 33 to 1. Bar. Uh, that takes in AC Milan. Any price you like. The rest. Um, but the groups, Baz, uh, looked at the groups first off. And there are five groups, Baz, that have got favourites at one to two, minus 200 or shorter. Uh, you've got Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Manchester City and Barcelona. Now, I could throw the knacker with three of those in. But you're just being, that's the sort of, it's guessing, it's cheating, it's bollocks. So <laughs> there'll be some internet tipsters, there'll be some podcasters who throw out I mean, you just click on the three of them there. I'll click on Bayern Munich. I'll click on, let's have a look there. I'll click on Real Madrid. And I'll click on Manchester City. Where are they down there? Man City are 1 to 10, aren't they? There. So I've got a plus 158 treble there, Baz. There'll be people sitting throwing that out. It's a load of shite. Um, I'd just be guessing. I'm not interested in that. Um, so what I did look for, Baz, was obviously you're looking for the value. First up, Real Madrid. Look vulnerable to me. Um, I'm looking for a couple of games where they can drop points. Now, they've got Napoli, Braga and Union Berlin. Um, Madrid are uh, two to one on. You've got Napoli nine to four, Braga and Berlin are both at 12 to one. Um, so the two games versus Napoli for a start um, are a problem. Napoli were outstanding last year. Um, but then you've got a trip to um, Union Berlin in Germany. That's really tricky. Uh, Berlin have started the season really good. And it's just not the sort of way fixture. Madrid had a similar group last year. Um, oh, sorry, uh, Napoli won five out of six last year. And they had Liverpool in their group. Madrid won their group last year. They won four, drew one and lost one. The game they lost was in Germany at Leipzig. Um, and they faced a similar kind of game in Union Berlin here. Um, and they didn't face anyone the calibre of Napoli last year. I just, I just thought they were a little bit vulnerable. Um, so Madrid's, uh, what was my pick here? Oh, Napoli to win the group was my pick. Uh, in nine to four plus two twenty five. There's just not much in it, and because they have to obviously face each other home and away, um, it's a couple of tricky spots where I thought Madrid could, uh, could, could drop points. So Napoli to win Group C, nine to four plus two twenty five. Um, I've got one other group pick, Baz, or do you want to jump in there with something? I'll jump in there because you've literally just read out the first part of my notes. for the Never. League. No, Baz. And I mean, we haven't discussed anything. We said... No, we not even. Champions League. Um, we didn't decide we'd look at groups or any particular groups. Literally, I've picked out a couple of group picks and a couple of other little things. But um, first one I looked at was exactly the same thing and for the, exactly the same reasons. I just think Napoli will be a hard place to go to for anyone in that group. And as you said, 15 points in the group stage last year, the Pip Liverpool. Um, and I just think if they can win that home leg against Real Madrid, then they've got everything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It looks to be a match between them two. And at 9 4, I think Napoli are great value. So I picked exactly the same pick for exactly the same reasons. Um, I'll go up next then with, with my next group pick. Um, and that was Group B. So Group B oh, is. That's not mine, Buzz. Arsenal, Sevilla, 
So Arsenal one to two, Sevilla nine to two, PSV six to one, and Lons. Is that got Lons. nuance in it? Lons. That's beautiful. That Baz. Yeah, like that. Uh, there yeah. it's seven to one for that. What league do they play in Baz Lons? League. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> league. Oh. oh, oh very good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, that's enough French. It is uh, enough French. I like PSV to qualify here. The third favourite in the group behind Arsenal and Sevilla. Uh, and as I say, Lons, the other team. I mean, Sevilla do have this sort of pedigree done in European competitions. They won the Europa League last year. Um, and Europa League is probably more their forte. I, I think... PSV and Sevilla are closer matched than the books have them. PSV have arrived here in confident fashion. They scored seven goals against Sturm Graz over two legs. They scored seven goals against Rangers over two legs. Um, so they've got here with a bit of purpose. They've started the season strong, three wins from three, scored nine goals. And I think they can certainly push Sevilla in this group. And arguably, Arsenal. Um, I've still not been that blown away by Arsenal yet this season. Uh, so I think PSV to qualify at 7-4, plus 175. Um, you're probably looking at them to finish above Sevilla. I mean, Lons, Lons could make, make it go, but I think PSV to qualify from this group at 7-4. But I'm also going to put them up to win the group. I think they could potentially get something against Arsenal in one of them, um, and that could change things a little bit. So, yeah, PSV to qualify at 7-4, and PSV to win Group B at 6-1. OK, fast. I like that. Um... My bet's a similar vein. I found another vulnerable-looking team uh, where you found Sevilla as being vulnerable. Um, I've gone with uh, RB Leipzig as a vulnerable team here. They're in Group G with Manchester City. Uh, Man City, as you've said, a 10-1 to on, so minus 1,000. Uh, Leipzig follow them in at 13-2, plus 650. And then it's 66-1 on... Uh, we're going with Cravenas Vesda uh, and Young Boys, Red Star... Uh, Joe Cole bottled it during the draw last week, didn't he? He went to the red story uh, in Young Boys. So my thinking here, Paz, this is this is hashtag maths, right? We're giving Man, Man City clearly. That's the key word, the best team in there. So if we give Man City six wins, right? Now, I know they, I think they drew last in Germany last year against somebody. If we give Man City six wins. That gives Leipzig not many more lives. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, you can't drop a game there. If they drop those two games, their, their margin for error is pretty slim. Um, so any mistake could see them in a little bit of bother. Um, last year in the league, they only won seven of their 17 away games in the Bundesliga. They're not going on the road and winning games regularly. Um, now, I can't decide which one of uh, Kravina, Zvezda and Young Boys will pip them. Both of those are seven to one to qualify. It's going to be two relatively tricky away trips. However, you can take Leipzig not to qualify. So I don't have to pick one of those two. I can take either of them to get in. Um, Leipzig not to qualify a four to one. I just think, Baz, they haven't got many chances. They drop a bollock. Uh, Red Star own boys could go and do them. Uh, so Leipzig not to qualify is four to one. Barry, that's my pick. I don't mind that. Um, I mean, whilst we're on that group, I've got a little one, which is a from the specials markets, and that was City to win all six games in this group. Oh, um, okay. Available at three to one. I mean, it's a bit of a risk because you, you, if you get to the point where you've won four or five, you, yeah, you just don't know what they're going to roll out. 
Um, but it's a favourable group for them, isn't it? And, and you think if they can win the two games at Leipzig against Leipzig, then they've got every chance. So I did think City to win all six games. I can't have City to win it at two to one. I just I don't want to back anyone long term for a to win a tournament at two to one. Um, not a tournament where you're going to have to face some massive games um, over two legs. So yeah, I didn't. It's notoriously hard to defend as well. I mean, the, the Man City have had the best team or one of the best teams in Europe for nigh on 10 years now. And they've won it once. Um, so two to one is a very short price. Uh, if I was going to back anyone in the in the main market, I'd probably go with Bayern. I think with Kane there now, I think Bayern are going to be a danger in this tournament. Um, I mean, one, the other thing I didn't like, I, said, I didn't really like anything in the, the main market. Similar, I mean, if you look at the top scorer for this tournament, Haaland's six to five. Harry Kane four to one would possibly appeal a bit more because I think again Bayern have got a good group. Uh, I think they'll come through theirs unscathed as well. Um, and and then you look when you're looking at bets, man, they've got bets on name the two finalists or name the winner and runner up. And you can't back anything like that, can you? Because it's there's too much down to look. If I pick um, Bayern Munich and Man City, they could meet in the quarterfinals. They could meet in the semi-finals. Yeah. And and that's pure look of the draw. That's not come down to the fact that Bayern weren't good enough to get to the final. It was the fact that the Met, who I needed them to get in the final, in the quarterfinals or the semifinals. So yeah, I just think you can't back those things because it's there's too much luck involved when it comes to the draw. It's different, isn't it, in a World Cup where you can plan everyone's route yeah. and realise this team will avoid each, each team and they can get to the final. But you can't do that in this. You've got to remember that the draw for this tournament is a random draw at every stage. Um or partially random. There's a lot of rules involved, isn't there, as to who can go where and who can do what. Hot um, balls, Baz. <laughs> definitely. That's what they do. Um, Slick Rick is taking a shot on... <laughs> He's taking a shot on Atletico at 29-1. to 1. He's also said, I've made the French League sound dirty. You did, you did make it sound a bit dirty, Baz. Not in a good way. Not good dirty. You made it sound bad dirty. <laughs> um, so, Sleazy. yeah, Man City... Three to one to win all of their games. I've got one of their group bets, so I'm going to throw that out. And it's a bit of yeah, a go for it. bit of a punt, bit of an underdog. And it's the Newcastle group. Um, so the betting for Newcastle groups, to win all six games. Yeah, easy. <laughs> PSG Price eleven to ten. Newcastle nine to four. AC Milan five to one. Dortmund eleven to two. I think it's a it's an intriguing group. It's it's a wide open group. I think there's a lot yeah. of teams can take points off each other in here. So PSG at eleven to ten doesn't appeal to me because I think PSG will drop points against someone in this group. Um, I'd rather take a punt on someone because I can see points being shared around. I think a small bet on Dortmund at eleven to two to win the group. Um, I just think they're the biggest price of them all. Um, let's have a go on them. I think Dort- anyone could win this group. Anyone. Um, PSG are rightfully favourites uh, because of Mbappe, but um, yeah, g- give me Dortmund to win Group F at eleven to two. Um, I've got one more pick, Baz, and it's not a fancy price. It's eleven to ten. It's plus one ten, uh, which isn't necessarily a working man's price if you if you're taking things to uh, for over the course of the season for the next nine months. However, you throw out loads of this shit in the season long previews, Baz. So uh, I'm, I'm claiming mine back here. I've gone for the nationality of the winner, Baz. Uh, with the answer being in England, uh, because like you said, City are two to one. Um, however, um, so the, the list you've got in England at eleven to ten, 
Uh, Spain are 130, Germany 72, Italy 91, France 14s, any other nation 20s, and Portugal at 40s. <laughs> that makes me laugh. But, uh, but you take Man City, so you've got Man City at 2 to 1. However, you then get um, three of the top eight in the betting safety nets. So if you if you don't want Man City, like you said, all right, you put up Munich, you get Arsenal, you get Manchester United, and you get Newcastle United, who were in the top eight in the market. So you've, what, you've then what, got what half you, of the... You, what price you got? What, 15 to 8? Who for? England. England. 11 to 10? You've seen 15 to, to 8? Yeah. Just take Man City at 2 to 1. They're more well, than three in the Champions League. Well, yeah, but you're right. If you're saying you don't fancy City, we've that you've that, but that's three of the next seven no, in not, the market. I'm not, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying I don't fancy City. I just don't fancy them at two to one for for a tournament that's as you say notoriously hard to win. Um, I think City are right. So if fancy they get beat, like you say, you, you've right. then got the next seven teams behind them. Three of them are English, so it's giving you four of the first eight. You're getting four of the top eight in the market, eleven to ten. Like I say, I'll not be. But I mean, I haven't won. There's no point me sticking 15 quid on it to win 31 pounds next May. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying, uh, if you're a, uh, if you're a, what's the word, uh, uh, an entrepreneur, uh, and we're throwing out picks here, and people probably might uh, have a have a lumpy bet occasionally. I know a lot of the DJs do. Um, I think England a good value at 11 to 10 because you get Man City, uh, but then it's a, you do get a safety net, and I mean Arsenal. Man United, Newcastle, they might not be far away. It doesn't take much to get out the draw and then get a nice quarter-final draw, then all of a sudden you're in. Like, uh, Obviously not one for you, that Baz, no? No, I just don't fancy any of the three to win it. But I, as I say, I give that, I give Man City every chance. Um, Arsenal could make a run. I don't see what, anything we've seen from Man United to think they could they could win a Champions But it's League early in the season, but do I, you know what I mean? Yeah, things, things can change. I don't... I, yeah, let's not fall out over it, Malcolm. Let's not fall out, Baz. I'll drive down there and I'll fill you in if you want. I'd like to see um, you. Um, Fantasy League, Baz. We have to talk about this absolute shit show of a competition. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, so you've got the live updates as you've got an app that's better than mine. Yeah, uh, I got seventy-two points, Baz. Does that do I win a prize? Um, no, oh, nothing, nothing for that one. I'm getting a green arrow at least. I wanted a green arrow. I, I got I started... 74 points, and 74 points was a red arrow. So, no, you're definitely, oh. you're definitely well. No, I guess you don't know who's in the league next to me. I, I thought... started in uh, 70th. That's true. that's true. Where so, where are you now, Malcolm? You must be a long way down the list. I started um... in 70th. Mine, I mean, se- oh, hang on, I might have updated. I think it's updated actually. I thought I'd done okay because I had Eze and who else scored today? Somebody else, Salah. Um, so that they helped me a little bit. But um, I mean, there's people in the league who've got Son in their team, and that doesn't help me at all. Uh, let's have a look at Malcolm. You got yeah. yeah, you're down live rank of five million, Malcolm. Uh, you went down. I'm on about in our league, man. Not in the world. You I'm took a minus. He took a minus four this week. I did take a minus four, yeah. Guardiol needed him to bolster the old bench there, Baz. Yeah. He, um, uh, Max Bayer came on for a minus one. So top of our league is Cameron Burke. 
And he is absolutely flying. So Cameron Burke did have Son and Haaland. Scored nice. 97 points this week. Total points, 281. He's about 34 points, I think, ahead of second place. So he's opened up a right big lead early on. Um, some notable names. Um, Lenny B is up in four. Um, 261 points. Oh, hold on, hold on. Making a mess of this. He's not 35 points clear at all or top. I had my league table ranked by uh, game week score. Oh, how I so apologise. I'm going to shout out James Goulding, who is top on 282. Um, it's James Goulding, 282. Cameron Burke is 281. Then Darren, my brother, sitting in third. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Lenny isn't fourth at all, but he was the fourth highest score this week. Um, I thought that league table looked a bit uh, ropey, but there we have it. So top of the league, James Goulding. Um, but yeah, the highest game week score was Cameron Burke on 97 points. Cracking score, that. Is he Lenny had... Baz, is, is he Lenny Ward or Lenny B? Because in my league team, we've got two Lennys right next to each other. I mean, oh, what's the chances of that, I Baz? Who, I don't know who the Lenny is. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's not a common name, Lenny, really. It, well, where I come from. To have two Lennys right next to each other in the league, I think that's worthy of uh, that's worthy of a mention. Yeah, Tease, our Dutch friend who who puts his picks in the Discord, he's up in seventh as well. So there's a few few names, regular listeners in there, but it's still close. Like, but despite me originally saying there was a thirty-five point gap, that that wasn't true at all. Um, eight points covers the top ten people, I think, in the league. So it's it's all to play for. Nobody's out it of this yet. Play for. Don't give up just yet. Um, I'm currently it's traditionally for people who've never played before, maybe some of our American cousins. Uh, this is traditionally the time when people play their first wild card um, because your yeah, season's gone to shit already. Like, well, I say people. Uh, when I say people, I mean me. Uh, your season's gone to shit, so you just get a reset. The international break gives you a couple of weeks. The transfer deadline's been and gone, so everyone's got the new players in, so you can start again. You can reset. So it's very often a, a time when. Uh, I, I had four red defenders this week. Four defenders who weren't going to play. And stuff like that's so not going to get it done. So uh, it's traditionally a wild card spot pass. Yeah, there, there will be a few considering that. I mean, I should have done. I've still persevered with Richarlison. Um, I gave him one more chance. I've done this for the last three weeks. I've given him one more chance. And this week was even worse. Started on the bench, didn't he? Um, so I got one point from Richarlison. But I also, I, I've been t- t- teetering on getting rid of Eze and I kept him. And he, he got us some points. Um, Cameron Archer is yes. on my bench with 12 points. Oh, but I suspect he's on a lot of people's benches. He was he was brought in as a minimum price sort of final substitute. Uh, but yeah, and the keeper choice was wrong for me this week. Took Flecken in goal against Bournemouth and should have took Turner against Chelsea because Chelsea can't score. Chelsea can't score. No, that is a, a huge problem. Um, right, OK then, Baz. I think we've just about cracked it. Uh, Slick Rick's up to 23rd. He's doing all right. He's 55 places ahead of me. Um, so, no Prem this weekend. It is International Week. Uh, but we're going to come back on Wednesday night and make some picks, Baz, because we've got Euro 2024 qualifying uh, games on Thursday, um, all the way through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, We've got League One, League Two as well next weekend. Yeah. I'll, I'll be pulling some EFL stuff. We'll um, head down the lower leagues um, and, and do some international stuff. So there's plenty of stuff we can find to pick on. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm quite happy for a Premier League reset, Baz, after an absolutely dog shit weekend. 
uh, where I couldn't pick my nose. Um, well, yeah, thanks, Baz. Uh, thank you, everyone who joined in in the chat. Anything uh, you need to talk about, Baz, before we go? No. I don't no. think there is. I'm sure there is, but I can't think what it was. Wednesday is a good time, isn't it? We can, uh, we can relax yeah, and yeah. we can talk about Montenegro while also talking about barbecue chicken and uh, egg in a cup and stuff like that. Uh, right, thank you very much, Barry. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, like I say, don't panic. We'll make some picks on some stuff uh, during the week. And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Thank you.